Are You Playing? Hello, and welcome to What the Bleep Are You Playing? A podcast where we play a game many times bad and tell you why the bleep we played it. I'm Composer Sean. This is Thomas the Roadie and Rock Band Mason. And we're doing an interlude! Today we're going to do a countdown list here. Top five favorite songs? Is that what we decided Original, on? Songs, original songs, songs from video games. Yeah. Songs, tracks. Songs tracks, like songs, because it's kind of a mixture on it. Well, yeah, original songs from... Original pieces of music from video games. I am so happy that we're doing this finally. <laughs> so... When we approach these lists, we like to kind of like have a bookend uh, a list and then just kind of a random one in the middle of uh, our, our season that kind of they kind of go with the season, but just on a lot of it. And I think as we came to this season, we decided we we do really like to talk about music and video games. Now, some of the games, we don't have a whole lot to say on it, but we do really like to highlight good soundtracks. Mm-hmm. And for God's sake, I think that's eighty percent of what we talked about in the Def Jam episode. Def Jam, <laughs> SA two. Uh, we talked about it in Prince of Persia. We talked. We, we talked about a lot of Hydro Thunder and Flat Out both yeah, had, had yeah, soundtracks. Yeah, yeah. So like we we are a queen of sewers of soundtracks in video games. You sound like the fucking Simpsons nerd there, <laughs> the comic book store guy. <laughs> uh, but this is the worst podcast. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, I resent that. <laughs> Amazing. But yeah, we, we decided we were going to come up with some lists and, and give our, what, to us, we consider the top five tracks in uh, video games. And uh, I think we all, we didn't really set a true criteria for all of us. Like these lists, we kind of let each person interpret what that list means and go from there. We all kind of had our own self-imposed limitations, like we have in lists mm-hmm. before. We all kind of without discussing it, but we all kind of agreed on one thing, that we were only going to do one from each franchise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I think there's also one from each, you know, that franchise means also because we are, spoiler alert, going to do a episode on soundtracks later mm-hmm. that one per game included, started into that, and then one per franchise. So, like, I think the best way to kind of start this and, and talk about it is, like, how much music can impact you in a video game and how much it can in make an experience in a game better that you will have a fonder feeling of a game a lot of times if the soundtrack or a specific piece resonates with you it cuz the, well there's there's so much memory involved like so much memory activation goes into play when you when you play a game with a great piece of, with a great song piece and it like for God's sakes, for how many people is the opening theme in World 1-1 of Super Mario Brothers, like, seared into their brain? Mm-hmm. Like, that, like, stuff like that that, like, stick that sticks with you, mm-hmm. that almost takes on a life of its own, almost. And becomes, like, like when you, when you hear it, it's the first thing that, that makes, it makes you think of that game. It's pretty, it, music is so powerful, and this, mm-hmm. and it's incredibly powerful when paired with video games. And I think... Music is one of the few things in art that is, I mean, it's not entirely subjective because there are simple objective things in anything and technical aspects of it, Mm -hmm. but I think it is the most subjective of art. I think that's fair. That music can, if it resonates with you, but it may not with that person, one person may not like that and call it bad, but there's literally someone right beside you who's talking about how this, you know, what they did here and this, you know, this piece of work is so incredible. It is such a subjective thing, which is, I think, what makes 
us coming here to make a list really cool because all of us have different tastes in music and that's going to lead to some i think really interesting lists here i think i think it's safe to say that like while there might be some like overlap in friend a little bit of overlap in like the games Mm -hmm. in the game franchises in the songs that we pick if you put if you put the songs that we mention into three separate playlists they're all going to sound different which is really cool uh and then one more note on it does any any of you on your list have any licensed music no. Um, what do you mean by that? Like, for example, like, like let's say you did a track, uh, like a, a, a track that it was a song before it hit the video game. I have, I have a few, I, I told you this earlier, mm-hmm. I have a few of those in my honorable mentions, I don't have any of those on my main list. Mm-hmm. I decided to keep those separate, but at the same time, okay. wanted to... Because I technically mention. have one, uh, and I'll get to explaining that when we get to it, but I, uh, it is, it is... Uh, cheater no <laughs> but i i do have some i do have like vocal tracks obviously mm-hmm. but they were made for the games mm-hmm. so. right and that that's what mo- that's like what mo- mm-hmm. like most of my list is comprised of is lyrical tracks but they're all made for the games yeah so. right but all right shall we jump into our lists here absolutely all right let's do this we're gonna lead off with thomas here today yeah. Uh, and if you want to, before you get to your number five, if you want to even talk a little bit about what you went into developing your list, you can do that as well. I picked shit I thought sounded nice. <laughs> like Great. These, like these other people, like these other guys, and I, this is not judging them by any means. This is more of a me thing. But these other guys, you can tell by the fact that I've been very silent. They have the music is all about emotion. It's all about the impact. You know, it can impact you so well. And I do believe that. But in the end. I picked shit that I thought sounded nice. And that's okay. <laughs> that works. Uh, so, yeah, there's not much backstory on how I made this list, except for the fact that if I had a dollar for every time I ha- thought I had it done, I went, Dah, shit. <laughs> I just had to go back, so. But, yeah, I'll start with my number five. And there are a lot of games, especially in the PS3 era, that I consider underrated. Mm-hmm. And one of those games uh, actually has this piece of music in it. And it's one of my favorite pieces of music of all time in video games of all time, obviously, because it's on this damn list. Right. Which is weird because I do not think the soundtrack is impactful in this game for the rest of it. It's literally just this theme. But I love this theme so much that uh, I put it on this list. Also, warning, I'm white as fuck. <laughs> yeah, and there are a lot of Japanese names on my list, so... Uh, yeah. <laughs> we should, yeah, we should probably get that all out of the way. Thomas has obviously said it from my list, and I think we can assume it for Sean too. That and I'm def and I I'm definitely gonna say that like yeah, there's there's mul- there's there are multiple Japanese names on there. I know for a fact I'm gonna butcher them. There's only one of us here on this uh, group that has taken Japanese as a class. So. <laughs> yeah, and ironically, it's the fucking weeb. So. <laughs> so Thomas and I are gonna butcher the Japanese names for sure. Yeah. I've already brought it up. I've already said the backstory, so let's cut to the chase. My number five, composed by, again, probably going to butcher this name, Chikiao Fukuda, uh, who also composed, of all things, Tales Sky Patrol in the Game Gear version of Star, and was sung by Tomoe Mitani, who did several songs in the Dot .hack video games, On Your Belief, from Asura's Wrath. <laughs> Thank you. 
if you don't know, Asura's Wrath is anime the video game. It is about a man who is one of these seven, like, deities. Mm. Uh, these seven, like, guardian gods of this planet, basically. <clears throat> and they protect it from this shit called, like, the uh, the darkness or something. I forget what it's called. It has a better name than that, but I genuinely just forget what it's called. I have not played it in a while. But the one thing that always sticks with me is this theme on your belief. Specifically because I'm going to spoil the game right here. So if you are at all interested, skip ahead a little bit. I thought you were saying that for us. <laughs> oh, well, uh, well, yes. Yeah, Mason, <laughs> skip ahead right now. <laughs> yeah, plug your ears. Uh, I was going to say, if you care at all. More like right, here. Right, right, right. At the end of Asura's Wrath, and where this really started... Because the whole plot of Asura's Wrath is Asura is wrathful. He gets betrayed, his daughter gets kidnapped, and for thousands upon millions of years, his daughter is basically tortured to give these gods their power. He's obviously very pissed off. Well, then. And at the end of the game, he he destroys all of his guardian friends and then goes to basically the creator, so basically God. And the creator has made this thing called Mantra which is what powers Asura and his fellow comrades. So if Asura kills the creator, which he very much intends to do, it's going to kill him too. And throughout the whole game, Asura has been angry, has been wrathful, because the one thing he wants to do is get his daughter back. Mm -hmm. As you do. So at the end of the game, despite his daughter saying, don't do this, you'll die, he goes, but you will live, kills the creator and therefore starts killing himself. And she starts crying and he goes, don't cry because there's one thing. And he goes, I'm finally going home. Because his wife died earlier. He goes, I'm finally going home. And the theme kicks on. And god damn. Like, that impact is like, holy fucking mm-hmm. shit. <laughs> I love that. I love how you went through this whole thing beforehand where you were like, yeah, I just I just picked the, the ones that sounded the best. I didn't really... I didn't really think about the emotion all that much, much. and then the, your number five pick is one of the most emotional things ever. <laughs> <laughs> Never said I wasn't a hypocrite. Too, so. That's yeah, really interesting. That's, that's a really crazy. that's a really good pick. It is a very impactful moment and a very impactful music for that. It. I wish wasn't behind a paywall, but otherwise, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't. This is the first time I'm ever hearing about this game at all. But the way you're describing it makes it feel like, yeah, that 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 sounds like it hits. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. I say look it up, because uh, it's more movie than game, admittedly. Mm-hmm. So, a Wrath Wrath is very much a cinematic experience. Yeah, so I honestly recommend even looking it up and experiencing it like a movie, I think, would be fine. So, yeah. If anyone's curious, just do that. So. All right, well, that's... That's a good, strong start here. It's All right, very, Mason. Very strong start. All right, if you, again, if you want to start off by just saying any ways that you developed your list or anything like that or and then go into your number five so uh the way that the way that i put together my my top five is pretty much a combination of both your thoughts uh sean and yours thomas because a lot of it was very emotion based it was the ones that made me feel the best when i was listening to them and a lot of that came from just the the fact that i thought they sounded good and Part of that is what added to those positive emotions, but that that's that's really where I came up with with my top five, or the ones that I just enjoyed listening to the most, and the ones that made me feel the most joy, I guess you could say. Um, so, this is pretty much a polar opposite of the one you just said. Uh, 
I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go ahead and get my Sonic song out of the way. I think it's safe to assume we all have one. Even uh, like at the very least, there's got to be one in our in all of our honorable mentions. I think that's a safe assumption. Mine is uh, on my list. <laughs> mine, mine is on my list. Okay, <laughs> I was gonna say I feel like that's a pretty safe assumption. So I'm gonna go ahead and get mine out of the way right here. Uh, so something that I brought up after we recorded the SA2 episode. This was a, a realization that I came to after the recording, so I didn't get a chance to say it then. But something that I realized is that the the Sonic Adventure series started something a tradition, something of a tradition for Sonic games. That being that the music would consistently be one of the best aspects of the game's quality-wise, even if the game itself wasn't that great. Case in point, my my all-time favorite Sonic song comes from what is widely considered the worst Sonic game in the franchise. And that is His World, written and performed by Matty Lewis and Ali Tabatabi of the band Zebrahead and composed by Tamoya Otani for Sonic 06. Yo, yo, on the show. You wanna get yourself together, there's no time to rest. And if you put the time in, he'll put you to the test. He's like a running man in his world war is less. And if you wanna test him, best bring your best. Oh uh, well, yeah, that uh, that song smacks. So I'm not judging you. Anymore. That song absolutely smacks. It's it's it absolutely smacks. You're absolutely right about that. And it's it's it mostly comes from like all uh, like a, a lot of little things that add up to make this song. Like it starts off with that absolutely killer string uh, string riff where it's like dun 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 dun, dun and then it, that's that's the whole opening of the song. And then the 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 guitars go in and you get Ollie doing his... It's not the... Mo- the lyrics don't have the most depth. I'll be the first to admit that. But if you're coming to Sonic music for depth, you're in the wrong place. <laughs> A lot of video games, impactful music, don't always have the lyrical impact. Yeah. That's I, a very common theme. Yeah, I, uh, for God's sake... Uh, it's not on this list, although looking back, it probably should be, but I'm not going to change it now. I'm in too deep. Uh, the main theme of Street Fighter Three is just called, I believe, Third Strike. And the lyrics basically boil down to, I'm going to beat the fucking shit out of you. <laughs> so. But you get the, these these absolutely ludicrous lyrics from from Ollie, and then the and then the the chorus kicks in with Maddie, where it goes in his world, and then the, the like the it, the chorus picks up and it goes and it it really fe- you really feel like you're in Sonic's shoes because this this song has a sense of speed like almost no other Sonic songs like the closest that it that comes to like this game's sense of this song sorry this song's sense of speed is um, City Escape which I almost included but I like this song slightly more. So that and and then like this and then like the stuff in the outro where like there's like a like a drum breakdown and you get like more of more of all these ridiculous raps and the bass lines going insane and it's just oh I could gush about this song for hours <laughs> but we're on a time limit so <laughs> well I, I don't know how often this podcast is going to talk about Sonic 06 so <laughs> Mason decided to put some of that in here that's our only chance we're never talking about it again <laughs> not on this pot not just on this podcast in general <laughs> but yeah yeah don't make promises you can't keep Sonic <laughs> Sonic music while it doesn't always have a cultural impact, absolutely has a humongous fan base impact. Oh, absolutely. And anybody who plays a Sonic game 
any of the games is going to find at least one track that's going to stick out to them. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a guarantee. So that's really cool. Nice. So my number five, I'm going to lead in just a little bit here. When I was making my list, uh, impact is the word that I, I, I formulated a lot of this list from. Uh, so cultural impact, fan base impact, impact on me personally were my three big criteria. So as I was getting to my first couple on my list, uh, I more uh, focused on cultural impact than anything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you ha- I had a lot of classic looks. So you had me maybe thinking about, okay, how much did the Pac-Man theme impact? You know, I sat there. No, so that's off my list, you know. A bunch of arcade games, a bunch of NES games were thought processed. Things like early Metal Gear, Battletoads, Contra, you know, these sort of things are what went into my thought process while building it. But eventually I came down to, while this isn't probably one I would put as, oh, I'm going to listen to this all the time. But it is hard to deny that this is probably the most impactful piece of music in video game history. And Mason alluded to it earlier, and that is the Super Mario Bro theme by Koji Kondo. Like it is, it it is hard to imagine that there is not a track out there. Immediately when you hear the first note, immediately you know, oh, I know what this is. Yeah, yeah. It says something that even like someone's grandma who's never touched a video game controller in their life could probably hear da 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 da, da, and she knows what exactly what the hell it is. And that's just it, it. It Mario had existed beforehand. Before that theme, Mario had existed, and Koji Kanda had written music for him, including Donkey Kong and the Mario uh, theme for the for initial Mario Bros. games, mm. the arcade games. But to be open the first Super Mario Bros. game with the theme that would then become iconic for the character now for three decades, it is, it is something that cannot be understated how big of an impact it had on it and how it basically made sure that this guy had a career. He's still been writing... He still writes music for Nintendo to this as day. As he should. As, as he a, should. You know, was more of a sound designer than a composer at mm. the time. But, like, you know, he did sound work for all the arc- Nintendo arcade games. And, like, to be able to come up with this theme... Yeah, and that's why when I when I had to come up with my list, it wasn't initially on my list. I will get to the one that I replaced it when we got to the honorable mentions. But I could not leave this movie off my, or this, this game's track off my list. It, 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 it felt like it would be an incomplete list if it did not include the Mario Bros. theme. That's very fair. That's very fair. That is my number five. Thomas, what do you got for number four? Well, uh, now I'm getting to the parts where uh, it's less about emotional impact and more about just songs that I think kind of smack. Um, so everyone's played a game where everyone's played a game where you're a loser haven't you oh so many games <laughs> yeah in my opinion one of the best like one of the best games where you play the loser what a what a weird fucking thing what a statement <laughs> uh, what a statement came out in 2009 i believe and was just a game by good old suda 51 
and mm. just had bang a banging song at the beginning. It plays basically as a remix throughout the entire game, which is why it wouldn't be in the soundtrack list because it's literally just this theme. But it is the main theme and the title theme of the game, No More Heroes, composed by Masafuni Takata, who also did other games like God Hand and Earth Defense Force, as well as basically every other Suda 51 game. I've never played any of the No More Heroes games. It's so. just such a... I wouldn't necessarily call it jazzy or whatever. But it's mm-hmm. more like techno. Mm-hmm. But it's a really soothing beat that like builds up more and more. It immediately mm. sets the mood in the game of what you're going to be getting into. Because that game... The games are kind of ridiculous. Little bonkers. But like yeah. it, um, the, the music immediately gets you in. Oh, I know what I'm in for. Yeah. Like, uh... It's the first thing you hear when you start the game. The fir- When you start the game up. It goes into an intro that shows the main character, Travis Touchdown, you know, going around town doing errands and whatever. And it's playing this theme and you're like, okay, yeah, I'm in because this theme smacks. It's mm-hmm. it's one of those themes that you like unconsciously bop your head to. And then mm. once you stop, it's like, oh, shit, I'm doing that. <laughs> <laughs> That's really interesting. Absolutely. That's that, a good choice, Thomas. Wasn't, correct me if I'm wrong in this, No More Heroes was a... Wii yes, game, right? initially a Wii game. That's interesting because the normally when I don't when I think of like great video game music, I rarely think about the Wii. And, and, and apart from like the Mario Galaxy games, or that's S- different. Smash Bros. Yeah, but it, uh, yeah, because well, the thing about Smash Bros. is it has its great themes as well. Hey, I'll just talk about this honorable mention that I had on, on here. <laughs> uh, it has great themes that are for the movie or for the for the game. Sorry, uh, for the game, but it also pulls the best soundtracks from all of these games as well, so its soundtrack yeah. is usually really good. For, for a while here, we'll go into an honorable mention of mine. The uh, main theme from Brawl was on my list. Mm-hmm. The uh, Latin shit. I forget what the hell it's actually called. Yeah. That's why it's why it's on my honorable mention. I didn't even care enough to look it up. I was like, that song's cool. Well, mm-hmm. while we're all bringing up honorable mentions, um, <laughs> one, of the, one of the songs that I had in consideration for my, for my honorable mention was a song... It wasn't... It was in Smash Ultimate. I don't think it, that's where it came from. I can't remember which one it was, but it was the Mega Man 2 melody. Oh, yeah. Because that, ori- that yes. original NES track from Mega Man 2 is already fantastic, and then you add this upgraded remix version with, like, guitar- like, like guitars and stuff, and then that, that one, like... I spent a long time thinking if Mega Man was going to be on my list, like, because Mega Man music slaps. Mega <laughs> Man was on my list until the very last minute. So that was another wow. one that, like, spent a lot of time of, like, wow, this is an impactful thing. Not necessarily it- impactful to me, but this is an impactful to the... But there was never a track that I could just nail down. I was like, yes, that is a... a Absolutely. I could... There was definitely Mm -hmm. one track I could nail down. I mean, fuck. Honorable mentions, again. It's Wily Castle 1 for Mega Man 2. But Mm, That's um, fair, yeah. But uh, Mega Man will be on the soundtrack list later on. Oh, yeah. So... Yeah. All right, Mason, what's your number four? 
Okay, so moving from my Sonic song to my Mario song. <laughs> <laughs> smooth, very smooth transition, I think. The music in Mario video games has always been great at setting the mood for whichever area you're in. Yes. Whether it's, like we mentioned before, the classic theme from Level 1-1, or the underwater themes in Mario 64, or the completely orchestrated tracks in Galaxy. They're all, they're all great at doing this. However, in my opinion... No other Mario track has the ability to set a mood of exploration and delight like my number four choice, and that is Jump Up Superstar, composed by Naoto Kubo and Nobuyoshi Suzuki, and performed by Kate Higgins for the video game Super Mario Odyssey. Here we go. Off the rails, don't you know it's time to raise our sails? It's freedom like you never knew. Yeah, it's already in my goddamn head again. So. <laughs> yes, that is my superpower. That was one of those rarely, this rarely happens with video game trailers. This happens with movie trailers sometimes where like a song will play in a, in a movie trailer and I will, and I'll be like, that song's going to be in my head all day, and I'm going to have to listen to it 24-7 now. That's what happened when I first watched the Super Mario Odyssey trailer and Jump Up Superstar started playing. I was like, oh, this I'm, I'm very happy all of a sudden. i got to listen to this all the time. Yeah, I remember watching the Nintendo Direct where Mario Odyssey was revealed, and, uh, well, the T-Rex came on, and everyone was like, what the fuck? And then Mario popped out of the T-Rex, and it was still like, oh, Mario game still, what the fuck? And then Jump Up Superstar starts playing, and immediately everyone in the goddamn world was on board. Oh, like, yeah, Everyone absolutely. was like, oh, okay, I'm in. Like, absolutely. <laughs> I, like, big band music is one of my favorite forms of music. In fact, again, going back to uh, Honorable Mentions, the song that I had in my number four spot until the very last minute when I switched it for Jump Out Superstar, Jump Up Superstar, sorry, was another big band jazz song, and it was uh, the introduction song from Cuphead, which, <laughs> I which like that song. yeah, and that yeah, and the, that entire soundtrack is great. But the but the the reason I decided to swap it out for Jump Up Superstar was because Jump Up Superstar is a very standout track from Mario Odyssey, whereas with Cuphead, I think all of the songs are on the same level, mainly because they all pretty much sound the same. So, spoiler alert, that may be showing up uh, on a later list episode. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there, there's just, not, like, there are, like, very few other songs that make me instantly feel good, no matter what mood I'm in, then jump up Superstar. When, like, the, when the, when the first, when, it, when the, like, the horns kick in for the first lyrics, when it's like, here we go, bam, off the rails, bam, I'm like, yes! I think what's impressive about Mario Odyssey and having anything on it from it is that Mario created so much of the soundtrack that we know for video games. Mm -hmm. Ice levels, we know because, well, Mario created that music. You know you know what you're going to get for Underwater. Yeah, other games have done differently for it, but you know what you're getting because that's you immediately know what you're getting into. And it's a credit to Nintendo and composers and everything from that point on that they could make tracks in things like Galaxy and Odyssey decades later the impact in the same way so mm -hmm. good choice mason oh yeah something something i forgot i was gonna i was gonna mention with every pick that i that i had i was gonna i was gonna mention my favorite part in the song and 
for me for this song, my favorite part in it is right before the chorus hits when the horns go da 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 da, and then it goes right into the chorus. That part gets me every time. Nice. And and uh, for those wondering, my favorite part of his world, the last song that I talked about, my favorite part is the chorus. That's my favorite part in that song. So my number four is kind of continuing along the line with cultural impact, and while it doesn't sit as quite as synonymous with video games as the Mario theme. I could probably argue that if you you could put this right behind as number two in terms of just I know exactly what I'm what I'm playing. I know what this franchise is the moment you have it. And that is the track Halo by mm-hmm. Martin O'Donnell. franchise that was made initially was going to be an rts for the uh mac Mm -hmm. you know for uh, whatever apple uh uh, pc was uh, at the time and when so in the early 90s or late 90s they were putting together you know things to advertise for it and martin o'donnell who really had not composed anything beforehand but was again sound designer worked on worked with them for other stuff that they'd done done some of the soundtracks for previous bungie games basically with Four other dudes sat down and composed in three days. Composed this theme, the monks chanting kind of you know, that we we know synonymous with this was three of the other you know uh, workers on the, on the game. Uh, hey and, Dale, you getting coffee? Yeah, you want to chant for this song? Sure. And <laughs> put it together to what is now what basically a track that arguably is the most impactful franchise. Of the last 20 years in terms of video games. The thing that we don't have a lot of franchises if it wasn't for what Halo became as far as it it sold an entire system. And a lot of that is because the immediate track that you get pulls you right in into this this adventure that you're going to have, this this game. And the fact that it, it would continue on for multiple games afterwards as well. This was one of the first games that really... The soundtrack itself felt like you were in a movie. Mm-hmm. Like it's uh, very cinematic. Like there were other songs with lyrics before, obviously, uh, but uh, they were more like kind of rock or kind of <laughs> just not that orchestral stuff. And there were other orchestral pieces too, but they just didn't have kind of the impact. Mm-hmm. And that's not saying like there are other games you could say, like for my. It's not on my list. It might be on Sean's. I don't know. Uh, Final Fantasy VII, that kind of main theme and that starting point mm-hmm. is also that. But the Halo theme, it's possibly an unpopular opinion, just hits a little harder. And it is because of that vocal chanting mm-hmm. that goes immediately into the mix of rock and, orchest- and orchestral. That is just... It really gives off that feeling of the sci-fi epic. So, so, uh, so much so that they when they announced Halo 3... And the E3 trailer, I believe it's the Starry Night trailer is what it's called. And it, it just has two kids looking at the stars and talking. 
And then as it eventually comes down to the helmet, Master Chief putting back on the helmet as the theme just starts blaring. And me, who primarily just played Halo because all my friends were playing it and I needed to at least, you know, be into that with them. Otherwise, I would be cool. I wouldn't be, I'd be like, I didn't want to be left behind, you know, and I wasn't that invested in the story. That trailer still to this day impacts me because it's such a good trailer uh, and such a good use of this music that Mm -hmm. it's kind of the same way that they use the Mario music to move into you know the the uh uh into odyssey and, and using that to, to create some there there's an impact from it when you build upon it whether that's in what you see on the screen or what you hear and Absolutely. uh this theme I, I when we, we we decided we were gonna do this i knew this was going to be on my list simply because i was like again like mario uh super mario bros theme i don't think any list that talks about a track that didn't have either of these two on it feels a little incomplete. It's kind of, at least in the way I put the criteria for it. So uh, um, a funny little anecdote about the Halo theme. I used to be in my high school singing group, and every time that we would go somewhere to perform that wasn't at the high school, whether it be like a church or something like that, anytime we would go to any of those places and they had a men's room big enough to fit all of us... (laughs) We would all get in there, and we would start doing the, the Halo chant. I just imagined you went to. I a, just imagined you went to a church, and it was like, "This is a hymn from Psalms thirty four seventeen. Oh, <laughs> it's and it's the thing that makes the track is that it it starts with that like very, as you say, almost hymn esque feel that leads into ridiculous rock. And that yeah. is kind of the difference between the two that leads into it is kind of what makes the track so incredible. It's very epic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan of Mickey... Mickey? <laughs> Mickey Mouse! Uh, mixing orchestral and rock. Mm-hmm. That's like... Uh, I didn't bring it up but with Mason's His World earlier. I do think that's a really kick-ass song. I personally prefer the orchestral version that plays that's the final fair. battle that's fair and that is because that is that doesn't really mix rock and orchestral but it is taking a rock and turning it into an orchestral but this song is like a proper mix mm-hmm. and that and again usually hits it's like incredible it that uh, uh martin o'donnell who again now has gone on and done tons of stuff and is clearly an incredibly talented composer if he doesn't do, if he doesn't compose this piece does he ever get the, the notice and the realization people realizing oh my probably gosh you not. are talented yeah, probably no. not no. and you said again they made it in like four days three days, three days. <laughs> yeah Jesus Christ alright uh, now we've knocked through all the fours Thomas what's your three um so you could call this one recency bias because it is from a game that came out this year wow and, nice uh I believe from if not a first time composer someone who I think is be composing for a video game for the first time i looked it up i did not see their name anywhere except when related to this game so and, and like i said a lot of this list is just because this song smacks and this this game had and still has been getting memes and all that stuff around the internet and i wasn't really interested in it until i heard this song which i was like okay this I want to play this game now because this song smacks, and it is a song that plays in every single level. Oh, nice! And somehow it never gets boring. It is "Pizza Time" from Pizza Tower by composer 
Mr. Sauceman. pizza <laughs> that's that almost sounds fake it's not it sounds like it's, you're trolling us right now <laughs> it's not it is a real song and it fucking smacks that's awesome <laughs> and it's because pizza tower is very much a wario land style game it it's wario pizza no way <laughs> yeah, i know what a shock does it does it have garlic on it <laughs> possibly i don't know <laughs> but uh the whole game is very much that wario land specifically wario land 4 feel Including that there is a point where you knock down a wall and self-destruction starts for that level. And that is when pizza time starts playing. And when that happens, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm in again. I love this. (laughs) Honestly, the whole soundtrack is very good. But for me, the standout head and shoulders one is pizza time. And again, I know it sounds like I'm like messing with you guys, but I'm not. This song really fucking smacks. Like, go listen to it right now. Buy Pizza Tower, for God's sake. It's so good. It's only 20 bucks. It's nice. it's so good, dude. Am I going to have to go follow Mr. Sauce? <laughs> it's Mr. Sauce Man. Get your Mr. fucking Sauce Man, sorry. No, no. Um... I'm the Sauce Man. <laughs> no, I like it. I, we tend to sometimes on this podcast because of the nature of talking about video games and bad video games can skew a little older in a lot of ways mm-hmm. we don't always talk about recency stuff as often and so that's really cool that you know something legitimately that came out this year is on a list and impacted you in a way that you're immediately were like yeah i need to talk about this yeah Granted, I, I wasn't expecting it to be pizza time but you know what you know i'm not gonna knock have, it until have i try. You played the game i was gonna say have you listened to the song no i it, haven't so it's I'm, it's max dude I'm not, so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna knock it <laughs> It's, 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 it's awesome. really good. I have really nothing else to say other than it smacks play pizza time. It's it's great. Alrighty, well. Mason, number three. The 16-bit era was, in my opinion, the first era to have truly great video game music yes. across the board. Granted, there were expe- uh, exceptions in the 8-bit era. We brought up the original Mario theme, music from Mega Man, Legend of Zelda even. But... It was the Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis that were capable of music composition never before seen on any other home console. So I feel like there was a bit, there was a higher standard across the board that pretty much any game you play is going to have great music. And nowhere to me is that shown off more than in my number three song, and that is Mute City, composed by Yumiko Kanki for F-Zero. It is really good. And I talked earlier about how 
songs like set a mood. I don't think any other song pairs well with the sheer speed of F Zero mm-hmm. than the, than this song. F Zero really utilized the Super Nintendo in ways that we kind of seen, but yeah, that musically, graphically, everything, and just being just an incredibly like chaotic game in the best possible way. So yeah, that's a good choice. And so and the the interesting thing about the about the track, I was listening to it with a little bit closer ears just earlier today actually and something that I that I noticed about it I'm going to I'm going to start getting music geeky up in here. So what you? <laughs> so the way that the way that this the way that this track the way the Mute City is and the way that it sort of flows it almost kind of feels like an early Daft Punk song. And the and the reason I say that is that it's very very similar with early Daft Punk in that it starts off with one musical idea that that really quick staccato keyboard bit that it starts off with that and then as it goes into the first sort of chorus type thing where it does the da 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 I can't remember how exactly how it goes but when it gets into that area it starts to add a bunch more musical ideas and then when it goes back into the really the really fast staccato keyboard thing in there's another musical idea that came from the part earlier that gets added to it and every time it does it again it adds another musical idea and that's something that uh early daft punk songs do too and i think it's really interesting yeah i mean we'd seen good music in in the super nintendo we talked about uh and the in the nintendo and the super nintendo but like you know, it's fa- one of the, the one of the big famous reasons why Final Fantasy VII was released on the PlayStation instead of the sixty four, despite that it was, I want to say like a quarter to halfway developed for the sixty four, was because composer Nobuo Uematsu was t- felt like he had gone as far as the Super Nintendo could go and didn't feel like the sixty four pushed it to where he wanted to, and so they more with the PlayStation so he could compose how he wanted to. Mm, that's interesting. It, it's, it's legitimately one of the factors to it going to the to going <laughs> to Sony. Nabuo Oimatsu just walks into Nintendo's office, takes the fucking uh, weights off like Rock Lee and Naruto, <laughs> drops them. It's like, I'm going to write real music. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, that's not dissing the fucking No, no, but that, that is, it, there was a lot of like, uh, of, uh, like, I have gone as far as I can in what these Nintendo platforms are doing. And so, like, yeah, but e- but even then, I still I still maintain that mm-hmm. that era was where the first truly great yes, oh, I hundred percent agree. Oh yeah, and again, yeah, Nobuo Uematsu's Super Nintendo tracks are incredible. Go listen to Battle on Big Bridge. It's an it's an honorable mention, and only reason it didn't go into my list is because, as Mason explained all the musical technical stuff on Mute City, that's what I would have to do to explain why Battle of Big Bridge is, is so good. <laughs> and I can't do that, so I was like, yeah, it good. So. Um, <laughs> Going back to the sort of musical technical part is my, my favorite my favorite part of this track is the part sort of at the end of the quote unquote chorusy part where everything goes at the same time is kind of towards the end of it where it goes you get that descending melody line and then it goes back into the that part is my favorite nice I love that that's a really good choice it scratches in that that entire song just scratches an itch. I, I went through a lot of old games, and actually F-Zero did not cross my my thought process to make it. That's really good that it got included here. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that absolutely deserves uh, praise, because it is a fantastic 
soundtrack and has some just incredible pieces. And there was a, there there was a a remixed version of it that appeared in Smash Brothers mm-hmm. games, and I almost wanted to include that version on my list, but I didn't because uh, for just just for some reason the more simplistic sounding original version was better to me. And the opposite, I think this. I think the Smash. Bros. I love. I like both of them a lot. Yeah, so, and I, I really do like the Smash Bros. versions. That, but again, that is my opinion. That's this is a my list. But I, I think so. where I'll actually kind of agree with Mason in, in this aspect is I do really love the Smash Bros. melody, but it's it's kind of in that uh, element of yeah, well, it's good for the everything. That's the system. They can do that now. But what they did for the Super Nintendo to make that song that good on the Super Nintendo. That's where I can fully get behind this. Yeah, because of the impact using the technology they had to make this song slap like they did is really uh, impressive to me. Hey, that's the same reason why I prefer the original track of Green Hill or Emerald Hill mm-hmm. from Sonic 1 or 2 to any other remix. So. Right. That's a great segue because my number three, here's my Sonic. Hey, there it is. There we go. So as, <laughs> as I moved uh, from cultural impact in those two, uh, my final three on my list are impact on me and what these songs did in, in my life uh, and, and how they've stuck with me for so long. Uh, I'm not going to pick a Sonic song from a bad game. Uh, in fact, I'm probably going to pick the Sonic song that everybody kind of figured was going to be coming at oh, some point. Boy. Yeah, I kind of oh, figured boy. what it was. But it is legitimately a song that stuck with me from the moment I heard it till now and I play it at least monthly, if not weekly at times. And that's Live and Learn. Crush 40. That's really interesting to me because the the song from Sonic Adventure 2 that stood out to me was City Escape. Mm-hmm. That was always my favorite. So to, to hear from your perspective that Live and Learn was the one that was the one that stood out is interesting I would, to me. I would before uh, basketball games when I played basketball in high school. I play say played. I, I sat on the bench the majority of the time, but <laughs> that's fair. <basketball>, but <laughs> I played in spirit when I got to play. Uh, and I was needing to pump myself up, I'd have my C- little CD player and sit there, and it would have music on it while my friends were listening to, like, 50 Cent and things like that. I had video game tracks primarily on my pop-up, and one of them, one of the early ones to make sure I heard it on it was usually Live and Learn on my burned CD with a bunch of tracks. And wow. I had that that move, that song still to this day gets, gets the, you know... Uh, Get you going. You're excited. You're moving. You're ready to. You got. You on. You want to run and 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 be athletic. Blood, blood <laughs> Nobody pumping. knows what it means, but it's but it's erotic. Gets the people going. <laughs> I I just the fact that it is both kind of the theme of Sonic Adventure Two because it is the menu when you load up Sonic Adventure Two. Mm-hmm. It plays on the menu, and the ending battle theme. Yeah, 
it, 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 it just it encapsulates everything. It encapsulates in the game that final scene. I can't imagine you fighting your final boss with any other music because it just it slaps and it makes that fight which is a fairly generic fight in general. Uh, it definitely overall, brings it It up. makes that fight memorable. Yeah. So. And, uh, abso- and something that should not go unmentioned bringing up this, this song is that an absolute major factor in why it slaps so hard is Jun Sanoe. That man is a guitar god. Yeah. He is one of the most underrated guitar players ever, in Absolutely. my opinion. Absolutely. Yeah. And, like, that... that 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 opening chord in the beginning where that oh man yeah and it is it is impactful to the fan base it is impactful to uh, me as I said and I think there's you know there, there's a contingent of people online that are desperate to hear that song in the movie <laughs> you know especially since we're moving to Shadow and Sonic in Sonic Three. There are people that really, really want please, that song to play. Please, the, so- the Sonic movies need to need to bring on Jun Sonoe. They have to. If it, even if it's just for one song, just please. It would be nice, but yeah, they won't. But they, oh. I wish they would. But yeah. Anyway, that is sorry. For that's the my three. Uh, that's the one. I've said several times that I do not care for the Sonic X show, mm-hmm. but. The one thing that will always, 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 always baffle me is that in Sonic X, the anime, uh, in the SA2 adaptation, in the English dub, because, you know, it was four kids and they made really dumb decisions. Right. uh, It was just generic orchestral music in the final battle against uh, the Bio-Lizard. And when I was a kid, I didn't like it but i understood because i'm like well it's a show i guess they can't do that or whatever mm-hmm. no that's all bullshit because in the japanese dub they use live and learn so wow <laughs> so i'm like mother we got, we got <laughs> shit <laughs> like motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh well all right two sonic musics down thomas what is your uh, number two not my Sonic song. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I expected it to be one. So it's going to be Figures. a number one. Yeah, well, what a shock, you know. But um, Shock of all shocks. But um, you might not guess which one it is, though. There are certain games that, even if they're not perfect, you still kind of have a soft spot for them. Even if it's not entirely nostalgia or whatever, you play it and you just kind of get a soft spot for it. Uh, this is one of those games for me where I know it's not perfect, but I do really like it. I've got a bit of a soft spot for it. It might end up being in the podcast at a later date. It's on the list this season. So, uh, And a big part of that was when the game ended, uh, this song kicked on. And for some reason, even though I'm usually not into this kind of slower, uh, more, I guess, emotional music, because it's mainly a piano song of all things, but for some reason it really hit me and that is from swedish pop star lisa miskovsky and the game mirror's edge still alive to make come alive no shadows
thought about Mirror's Edge in a long time. I played it like a couple years ago, to be honest. Like I, and I don't know why, but for some reason I fell in love with that game. That's like, interesting. Do not, do not ask me why. I know it's flawed, but something about it just hits that little spot. God damn it! In the back of my head, that's like, ooh, that 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 tickles me. That tickles the neurons. Uh, that's that's really interesting. And the ending theme, what plays over the end credits, is still alive by Lisa Miskowski, and it's another one where I really don't have an explanation as to why I like it so much, because I usually, again, do not like this kind of slower music, but for some reason, the way it's sung, the way it kind of hit me, I was like. I don't know why, but I really like this. Like to the point where it was in my head for weeks afterwards. So. I brought up I brought up at the at the beginning of this episode that if we put these all into playlists, they would all sound very different. A case in point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, probably I, the most vastly different. I remember I, I didn't play much of Mirror's Edge, but I remember the soundtrack. I really liked the soundtrack in it, so like I can see that you know a piece coming from it really sticking with you. That that I can absolutely see. You see, I actually the soundtrack itself was fine. Mm-hmm. I didn't remember much about it, but it was it was just that end theme that I was like, wow. <laughs> like I again, in a million years, if you ask me why, I would not be able to tell you. But for some reason, that it just impacts me in a way where I'm like, damn. Yeah. And I, <laughs> and I think it's because it kind of. Maybe it is kind of nostalgia, even though I have no nostalgia for this game. Like, it just kind of reminds me of uh, earlier time. Yeah. And that could be it, but I'm, I genuinely, again, that is just analysis. I, I'm a dumb, dumb motherfucker, so. I mean, that just can come from what we said earlier about music, is it just, it can, re- if it resonates you, if it can remind you of something. You may not even know, but you have a feeling for it, and so, it's really cool. Like, that's, it's a game that I did not expect to hit the list, and I'm really glad that it, it found its way on here. Yeah, yeah. You want obscure PS3 games? <laughs> I'm your man, baby. <laughs> there you go. Alrighty, Mason, what is your number two? I like a good Bond theme. Yes! Hell, before we did the Nightfire episode, I listened to and ranked every single movie Bond opening song just because I felt like it. Just because it was something to do. And the moral of the story is the one quantum sauce blows. <laughs> <laughs> I know, uh, Sean. I know, Sean. <laughs> it's not good, but I have a soft spot for it. <laughs> that's I like what... how you sounded like a child being <laughs> put in the corner. That's like... a... I'm sorry, I have soft spot for her. <laughs> that's, a, that's a whole other can of worms. Um, so it's it's disappointing me, disappointing to me that this aspect of Bond movies hasn't quite translated to a similar amount of quality and quantity in video games. Like, a, like there there are, as I... As continues to be a running theme with my introductions for some reason. There are exceptions, of course. Uh, Take It All from Bloodstone and Nearly Civilized from the aforementioned Nightfire are great examples of Bond themes from video games. However, to me, the best Bond theme in a video game is the theme from Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. (laughs) Written by Norahiko Hibono and performed by Cynthia Cynthia Harrell. What a thrill. I'm searching and I'll melt into you. What a fear in my heart. 
But you're so supreme I give my The best James Bond theme in a video game isn't a James Bond game. That, that's on brand, honestly. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I mentioned when I was thinking about the Super Mario Bros. that I, I thought a lot about Metal Gear music as well. Like, that was one mm-hmm. that came on it. So, yeah, there's, there's just a lot of... It's one that I just don't necessarily always find something sticking out. But, God, the, the music is always there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So very cool, and I like that. Yeah, <laughs> and like it's it's very very obviously an homage to James Bond themes. I there's no hiding that, but and yet somehow it's a homage that ends up, in my opinion, doing it better than the video game examples. That's my opinion. Uh, no, I agree with you. I oh, think wow. I think Snake Eater is. I mean, I do really like Take It All from Bloodstone. I really like Take It All. But in terms of video games, yeah, the best Bond theme is Snake Eater. It's from Snake Eater, yeah. So, Which is, from what I've played and seen, that entire game is a little bit like a Bond movie. So, yeah. So yeah, and uh, so and the, the 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 interesting thing about uh, this song for me is that unlike the previous uh, songs that I mentioned, my favorite part about this song in particular. Uh, actually has to do with the lyrics, which are hilariously ridiculous. But uh, and case case in point, th- these are these are my favorite my favorite lyrics. Some days you go through the rain. Someday you feed on a tree frog. You would never hear that in a in a real Bond theme, and I just think that's really funny. No, because Bond themes are mostly about sexual innuendo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and God, misery. That's God, that's good. It's just it 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 all it almost feels like a parody, but it's just done really well. I almost had some Bond music on my list. Really, uh, honorable mention here, and that was I almost had the pause music from GoldenEye on my list. Wow! <laughs> Look, say that as a joke, but holy fucking shit, it that is, <laughs> goes hard. The, the jokes of like you know, it's just a pause music. You don't need to go hardcore, and it's that it, it is not just the best pause music. Ever, it might be some of the best music on the 64. And it, it cracks me up because it is the pause music. My favorite, one of my favorite YouTube videos of all time is just this guy playing Goldeneye and like the door rings or whatever and he pauses it and he stops at the door and he's like jamming out to it. <laughs> so yeah, I, I almost had some Bond music on my list though. It's really cool that, you know, the, the parody homage uh, is the Bond music that did end up on a list and I'm glad that Metal Gear got some representation here because it is fantastic soundtracks uh-huh. uh, over the years. It's also because you, you mentioned you mentioned the, this earlier that the movie Bond themes are mostly about sexual innu- innuendos despite and misery <laughs> and, well and misery too despite the sort of romantic-ish sounds in Bond themes not a lot of them are really that romantic. I think the closest one is the one at the end of um, Honor Majesty's Secret Service. Yeah, well, that's not a Bond theme. That's Frank Sinatra's all the time in the world. Right, right, right. <laughs> so. but, but yeah, but they're, they're not... They're, there isn't really a sense of romanticism in the lyrics of those ones. The lyrics to, to the Snake Eater theme are, like, really romantic in a way. And really, really sweet. Like the, like uh, the, yes, honey, eat that tree frog. Shh. <laughs> Well, not that part, but the, <laughs> but the, but the, the way the course goes, 
I give my life, not for honor, but for you. In my time, there'll be no one else. Crime, it's the way I fly to you. Like, it's there's something oddly poetic about it. Yeah. It's really poetic for a Metal Gear Solid game. Well, because the whole plot of Snake Eater is, you know, uh, Big Boss having to kind of go... Uh, have to come to terms with the whole betrayal of his master slash not betrayal of his master slash a whole bunch of other bullshit <laughs> going on. Yeah. Because it wouldn't be Metal Gear Solid if there weren't 700 plot threads. Yeah. So, well, you know. Hideo Kojima. Loving to do that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, awesome. So, when I got to my last two, I, I, I waffled a lot on where I would put these franchises and which order I'd put in them. They both have a tremendous impact on me, and they both have incredible composers and songs. Uh, what I ended up doing uh, here for my number two, though, is this is where I did jump to the Final Fantasy universe. Nobuo Uematsu is arguably the greatest composer in video game of all time. He hasn't really composed much for Final Fantasy or any video games in a while, and yet he can do orchestral concerts of super nintendo games that will sell out in minutes so uh you know he is by many composers that have come and come up in the last you know 15 20 years say that uematsu was their inspiration uh even some certain composers for movies he is basically the john williams of video games in a lot of ways interesting so i had to I, i had to think a lot what track would make my list and i already mentioned it wasn't going to be even though battle of big bridge is one of his probably most technical masterpieces i wasn't going to be able to talk about its impact on me as much uh and i didn't play a ton of the super nintendo games until later in life so there's some of the those impacts not as much uh a lot of people would pick final fantasy 7 and i think wall is a complete soundtrack and it has multiple great pieces including Aerith's theme and uh sephiroth's theme you know uh one winged angel Mm. i I wasn't going to end up with either of those uh final fantasy 10 is another one that i considered just tremendous soundtrack and including uh battle with uh battle with seymour is one of my absolute favorites another one where he does some just technical wizardry Uh, i thought about a couple of tracks that just came from a couple other games and what I always come back to is the track that just... One of his simplest tracks. And it comes from Final Fantasy IX. And it's not alone. hits me and I, I actually think the in-game track is incredible he has done a piano rendition of it that is near le- perfection in my mind it is a very simple music in a game's mo- in the game's most critical point our character i know thomas has talked a little bit about final fantasy 9 in, in the previous ones yeah, final fantasy 9 is my personal favorite final fantasy story so the minute sean was like well it's not seven and it's not ten i'm like for the love of god <laughs> uh and so final fantasy 9 at this point our main character zidane has just basically had his entire identity crisis and the theme of the entire game is discovering who you are it's why it's been embraced in a lot of 
minority communities <laughs> because the the theme of it is like what you are on the outside is not necessarily who you are it is a very big theme and one of the things that Zidane learns is that he is basically supposed to bring about the destruction <laughs> and in this he is trying to push away all of his friends everyone who has fought with him everyone who has been on his side he's trying to push them away and is going to go forward on his own and as this theme starts and it's just a very simple of just Basically, the track sounds like taking steps as he's taking steps. And each person stands up and he pushes them away and he moves to each fight. And his friends keep coming forward and say, no, we're, we're going to fight with you until he finally gets to his love interest in the movie or in the, the game. And she basically is like, I don't care. You know, we, we've, we've, we've gone through all of this. We're not gonna let, you're not going to let us happen because you are our friend. And there's just a resonant that comes from this track that has stuck with me for now multiple decades that just anytime I'm struggling or I'm trying to go through something I can play on this track and it is something that can help you get through or help you move because it's not the end <laughs> and this track is not considered one of the most popular when you when you would list of what are the best Final Fantasy tracks it probably maybe hits top 50 but for me it's number one because it just will forever be ingrained in my mind as just this thing that helps get me get through hard times and that's another power this thing with the power of music because like we've said several times it might impact you in a very different way than it impacts someone else so mm -hmm. so yeah that's really interesting not alone it's just perfection <laughs> All right. Very, uh, very different tone going from us to you. Yeah, yeah. Well, my, my final two are going to have a lot more of a serious tone to it in mind mm -hmm. because of the impact on me. But uh, that's just kind of where I get to. But, uh, yeah. So before we unveil our number ones uh, on this on anything, uh, any other honorable mentions that are worth, mention, worth, worth mentioning here, Thomas? Uh, I'm going to be perfectly honest. My honorable mentions, I'm going to go through quick. That's fine. A lot of the episodes, we are like, oh, how long did I talk about it? 15 minutes. <laughs> like, uh, uh, just uh, real quick, I brought up Still Alive from uh, Mirror's Edge, but also Still Alive from Portal 1. It's very good. Uh, Bury the Light from DMC5, otherwise known as the meme song. It's, it's been used in a lot of memes, and I'll be honest, it fucking smacks. So. Power, power of music, man. Yeah. Memes. There was a bunch of uh, main themes that I would put on because I love the franchise, but not necessarily the the theme itself. Except for one that got really close, like the Mario theme, like Cooper theme. The Metroid Prime theme <clears throat> really smacks. Metroid Prime like soundtrack that, is good. That might almost be like number six. I really like that. Um, if, I don't know if you've ever played the game Mad World or Anarchy Reigns. But if you listen to those soundtracks, they're like this hardcore rap, and that's it's really good. It's really mm. good. Uh, Third Strike from Street Fighter Three. Third Strike, the main theme. And I almost put Street Fighter on. Uh, that was one that I really considered. Yeah. Street Fighter Two's just iconic tracks. Yeah, I mean, Guile's theme alone was a meme for God knows how long. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was never gonna put this on the list, but I think it's very funny, so I'm just gonna bring it up. Uh, Lego DC Supervillains, of all things. The other Lego DC games, they get a Lego Batman, they open with orchestral music. The Danny Elfman Batman theme, that is what they open with. Hmm. But this is not a Lego uh, 
Batman game. It is the like of DC supervillains game. I still expected it to open with just orchestral music. Like uh, nothing grand, nothing major. But it cracked me the fuck up. And that's why I have to mention it here. The opening thing of the game, what is in the main credits, is Joker and the Thief. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and that will never not make me laugh. So I just had to bring that up because I think that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> a little on the nose, is it? Yeah, but oh well. <laughs> Very, very, yeah, very the, interesting. There's some pretty good, pretty interesting honorable mentions there. Yeah, I guess I just moved through them real yeah. quick. So. All right, Mason, what do you, what do you got on your honorable mention list? So, um, with the with the songs that I put on my honorable mentions list, at any point one of them could have taken a spot uh, over the ones that I put in my main list. But uh, eventually, I had to settle with the main list that I that I had. So I already brought up. The introduction song from Cuphead, uh, composed by Chris, Christopher Madigan. Uh, I also brought up the Mega Man 2 melody from Smash Brothers uh, by Ta- Takashi Tataishi? Tataishi? Tataishi. Yeah, sure. Um, so those, those are I brought up there. Um, so you brought up a, a meme song earlier. I had a meme so- I had a song that kind of turned into a, into a meme in my honorable mentions, but I feel like it wouldn't have become a meme if everyone who used it in memes weren't able to admit to themselves that on some level, it slaps. It just slaps. Uh, and that is Megalovania from the game Undertale, composed by Toby Fox. Uh, so th- so there's that. Uh, and then, kind of kind of going with um, what you were mentioning earlier about, uh, like, associating the songs from the games with with like immediately thinking of the game there's no no other song in my opinion uh could have paired as perfectly with call of duty black ops than won't back down by eminem i think it fits perfectly mm-hmm. fits like a glove whether that's better whether that's for better or worse up to you to decide <laughs> absolutely uh so then i then i also uh i also the only, uh, the only reason I have this one in my honorable mentions is because it gets cool points for uh, having an ex-Beatle on it, and that is Hope for the Future from Destiny, sung by Paul McCartney, which I thought which I thought was... That, that, I, I saw that I was like, yeah, that's, that's cool. I get, that gets some cool points. So I, I had to include that on my, on my list. I don't, know if you re- I don't know if you remember me saying this. This was a while ago. But when we did the, the favorite video game characters... When I said I want to be, I when I said I want to be in the room when uh, they did when they decide, when they were creating Earthworm Jim, I want to be in a room when they decided to use a remix of the song by The Doors, Riders of the Storm, with Snoop Dogg on it, as the theme for Need for Speed Underground Two. I want to know who made that decision <laughs> because it is so out there and weird and just. I just want to know. I just. I just want to know. I want to be a fly on that wall. Uh, so then, after that, the 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 next couple of songs that I had on my list were songs that weren't the the original songs in the songs in their original format were not meant for video games in any in any way, but they were remixed and changed in a way, and that version was meant for the video games. Uh, and I, I included um, the song Future Days by Pearl Jam, 
as it is performed in Last of Us 2, because I think the way that they were able to change the meaning of that song and make it fit into the context of that game is beautiful. It's just beautiful. True. Uh, and then I also uh, I also included the Steve Porter remix of Take Care by Drake featuring Rihanna from the game Fantasia Music Evolved, although that one kind of felt like a cheat to me to include because Take Care is one of my all-time favorite pop songs ever, and really any version of that anywhere is going to be on any top, any list that I make, so... But I kept it from the from the top five list because the original song wasn't meant for the game. But this remix was, and it is a fantastic remix, and it goes beautifully with that game. Uh, and then the last one I included, I the only reason I kept it from my list is that everywhere that I could find, I don't think it actually appears in the game, but it is included on the soundtrack on the DVD soundtrack. And I don't think it appears anywhere else in their discography. I don't think it was on an album beforehand. Uh, so I included it in my honorable mentions anyways. And that is Mercenary by Panic! at the Disco for the game Batman Arkham City. It's a banger. <laughs> All right. I was well. really hoping it was like Mercenary from Panic! at the Disco. What was the game? Mercenaries? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, not that on the nose. But... And, the, and the, the reason, too, that I think it was made for the game is that it includes a snippet of dialogue from one of the characters. I can't remember his name, but it includes a bit of villain dialogue, so that's Hugo why... Hugo Strange, maybe? Yeah, yeah, Hugo Strange. Yeah, it includes a bit of dialogue from Hugo Strange, so that's why I'm, I'm, I'm fairly certain it was made for the game, but I couldn't find an example of it actually appearing in the game anywhere. Fair enough. Yeah. Whereas with, like, Won't Back Down, that appears in the, in the game, so... Okay. Well, so I've kind of gone through a lot of my thought processes on what got eliminated. A couple of things that still I thought I waffled a little bit on. The uh, main Elite Four theme from Pokemon Red and Blue, I I, I thought about for a little while because I thought, you know, well, Pokemon is absolutely iconic in the video game, but also without having like a track that like truly like is iconic mm. so I, I thought a bit for a bit that's what eventually why i eliminated it i thought for a while on a lot of different super nintendo franchises as i said 64 the dk rap did was oh. under consideration oh, here man. for dk 64 uh before it just it wasn't going to end up on the list but it does need to be mentioned now wait hold on which version the original the, the one og that the, one that the og dk rap this kong's one hell of a guy <laughs> um as I said, a lot of different Final Fantasy music. I did think about Chrono Trigger for a little bit, uh, which has an incredibly great soundtrack. But also, it, it, all of them, really, Chrono Trigger soundtrack is all just kind of like an equally. So trying to pick and choose is kind of wasn't something I was going to do necessarily. Uh, you know, a couple of the Star Wars games I thought, but most of the Star Wars games, the reason the music's great is because it's Star Wars music. I think we said that in the Phantom Menace episode. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah the yeah. music's great, but that's because it's Star Wars music. <laughs> It's like playing the Van Halen game and be like, oh man, this soundtrack smacks. Like, yeah, there, there's a lot of like soundtracks that stick out to me that I, you know, oh yeah, it's great, but it's a lot of licensed music. There's, I played a lot of Madden football and there's a lot of licensed music yeah, in like that, that, but so nothing necessarily exclusively for Madden. So I kind of dropped those ones off. Things like Prince of Persia that is a fantastic soundtrack, but again, no one track is like amazing. It's more like, yeah, I'll listen to the whole track and I'll, the whole soundtrack and I'll enjoy it. 
but I'm not necessarily revisiting a certain song. But the big, the big waffling was what was my number five for a long time uh, until I, I, I sat and, and swapped in the Mario theme. And so I, I want to spend just at least a couple minutes talking about this is that my honorable mention that got swapped out was Gangplank Galleon from Donkey Kong Country. Huh. Interesting. Donkey Kong Country, the, all three of the Super Nintendo Donkey Kong Country games have incredible soundtracks. Uh, that don't always get talked about, but specifically why Gangplank Galleon was so impactful is it is, I think, still to this day, a top five boss music. It is an incredible music that starts with just a very simple little track before it goes into rock, more rock music as you're you're running through as you're fighting King K. Rule at the end of it, and for a long time it sat on my list, but in the end. Uh, because I wanted to talk about impact of culture, because I wanted to talk about Mario theme, and I felt like that deserved more on it. A, a track that was like, yeah, I really love it, but how much is it really on that list deserving? So it ended up getting bumped through, but I did want to at least give it a shout out because it is absolutely an incredible track. That's fair. That's absolutely fair. Yeah. All right, Thomas, what's your number one? You should ask what your Sonic song. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which one? Which Sonic song did you pick? So I'm gonna be perfectly honest. The Sonic song I picked is gonna make a lot of people probably raise their eyebrow. Ooh, I'm excited. <laughs> it's 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 the it's the pumpkin song. No. <laughs> oh man. Um, it's not Pumpkin Hill. That's what it is. No. Okay. It is not Pumpkin Hill. Uh, it is none of the Knuckles reps. Oh man. It, Sorry, Hunted P. I know you're listening. Uh, I don't care. So, uh, no. Um, the one I picked is actually from the game after SA2. It's Sonic Heroes. Uh, in that game, there's a bunch of lyrical themes I really like. Uh, I know a lot of people do not like the team themes for the uh, the the Team Sonic theme, especially people have criticized. Sounds like the beginning of like a preschool show. <laughs> Uh, I kind of see that, but at the same time, I still like it. This machine, uh, Team Darkest theme, is really good. The Team Chaotix theme, I actually think, is the best theme in the game. Well, not not the, be- the best team theme in the game, I should say. Mm-hmm. Which brings us down to two. And of those two, I'll give a little bit of backstory on my number one position first. Before I explain which one I picked. My number one position for a long time... It's actually more recency bias. Still a Sonic game. It was I'm Here from Sonic Frontiers. Great. It's and, a great song. <laughs> and I picked that theme because listening to the lyrics, uh, it just it just gave Sonic to me. Like, it just uh, em- emanated Sonic. Like, you know, I'm here reaching out across these new frontiers with my life. I fight these fears. Like, you know, that, that really does give a vibe of Sonic. But in the end... I like kind of all the Sonic characters. There's actually not one I really dislike. Hmm. Aside from a couple one-offs that I won't discuss. And there was one theme that I think emanated Sonic and the whole crew. While still uh, having that kind of emotional impact. And possibly nostalgia. Who knows, this was my first Sonic game. That is the main theme of Sonic Heroes. Sonic Heroes. By Crush 40.
interesting. That's not the. I don't know if that was what I was expecting, but that does make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. The Sonic Heroes theme is really good. Yeah, but uh, just for me, just yeah, like I said, it just emanates the heroism for me that makes all of the Sonic crew. And maybe it is because I just played Murder of Sonic the Hedgehog, which <laughs> really does uh, bring the Sonic friends to the forefront, which I really like. I, I'm the guy who really likes basically all the Sonic friends. Mm-hmm. There's, Like I said, there is not a character that isn't a one-off that I dislike. Uh, there are some I don't care about as much, but there's not one I like actively dislike. So, just listening to the Sonic Heroes theme again, and especially... Uh, the lyrics like watch me run the night away watch me save the day feel my storm is getting close headed your way like yeah that gives off that feeling of just heroism like they are coming to save the day they're the ones who are going to stop the evil they're the ones who are going to be the heroes like just uh, the lyrics the song in general just emanates that feeling that vibe and that is why it is my number one of all time, because it just gives off that energy, that energy of, I know I've said this like a hundred times, but that energy of just heroism mm-hmm. and victory. And again, watch me run the night away, watch me save the day. Like Sonic Heroes was definitely trying really hard to give off that in general like that was very yeah much. That, so that, the theme, that game itself is... the theme fits very well with it yes so I, I can see that and here i was thinking you were going to pick supersonic racing <laughs> you're funny <laughs> no thomas was just going to do the underwater music from sonic too. <laughs> the anxiety yeah the anxiety music <laughs> i like to feel anxious all the time said no one ever <laughs> It's actually, can you feel the sunshine at one point? No. Nice. Um, I mean, that's one that thing was that my all... Set, that was my other joke. It's <laughs> one thing that all Sonic games said that when Mason picked one from Sonic 06, is all Sonic games have something musically that sticks out. And it's really cool that we all picked something different from a different Sonic game, that every Sonic game resonated with us differently and a, a track from it resonated us differently and it all ended up on our list and that's really cool yeah it is really cool yeah and i will say i was conflicted to do either this or what i'm made of mm, because yeah. that is a great final boss theme and it also gives but the, that gives off its own vibes the vibes of this the final confrontation i ain't fucking around anymore kind of thing mm-hmm. but in my opinion just uh the feeling of all the heroes coming to save the day that feeling that the Sonic Heroes main theme gives off, that is what I prefer, and that is why it is my favorite video game song of all time this week. <laughs> <laughs> That's with any list. This changes quickly because our minds move at a thousand miles an hour to the next thing. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I resent the car. Oh, shit, a peanut. <laughs> Squirrel. <laughs> all right, Mason. Which cat song is your favorite? Oh, oh boy, oh, Scrimble no. Shanks, baby. <laughs> my f- <laughs> my favorite video game song is the opening theme from Go Vacation. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> what po- is the theme? The podcast was actually, a mistake. <laughs> okay, actually, I do like that song. It would, be, it would not even be in my top 50, probably, but I do of like that Of all the song. flaws of Go Vacation, the soundtrack was not one of them. Everybody yeah. needs a little vacation with bad controls. Ah, the cramps. 
All right, Mason. Okay. Right, so Your actual number. For one. real this time. Um, so, as I mentioned on the show before, on the uh, favorite video game characters episode, the Portal series is one of my favorite video game series of all time. And a distinguishing factor of both Portal games are the ending credits songs. You mentioned it uh, before during your uh, honorable mentions. To many, Still Alive is one of the greatest video game songs ever made. It's funny, it's poetic, and it's beautifully sung by Ellen McLean. All of those factors are absolutely true. My number one pick is Want You Gone. Written by Jonathan Colton, performed by Ellen McLean for Portal 2. Here we are again It's always such a pleasure Remember when you tried to kill me twice Oh, how we laughed And I understand as these words are leaving my mouth And I knew this even as I was putting it at the top of my list That I'm not picking I didn't pick the best Portal song But to me, in my opinion Want You Gone does pretty much everything the first Portal song does. It's very funny. Ellen McLean's singing is very beautiful. Uh, it does really all the, all the same stuff. I just like the production on it just a little bit more because it, it sounds more it just it sounds more like a full song. Like the the uh, Still Alive is more like a, an acoustic acoustic ballad, and there's nothing wrong with any, with acoustic ballads. They're fine. Want You Gone just feels like more of a song, and it's, and it, it's a, it, it, I to, I completely understand that it's not the better of the two Portal songs, but it is my personal favorite, and it's the one that I would, it's, if I'm, if I was presented with both, they're the first, that, the, uh, Want You Gone is the one that I would, that I would listen to first, absolutely. And that goes back to saying music is very subjective, and right there. Mason, you've just kind of proved that point right there. It's like, you know, as, as you sit here, putting, uh, uh, making sure that this podcast continues to discuss about Portal at different times. But yeah, like right there, like maybe not everyone's going to choose that one. But to you, it is. And that's perfectly okay. Once You Gone is the better Portal song. <laughs> Thank <Woo>! you. <laughs> Thank you. I like Once You Gone a hell of a lot more, I'm being honest. It wasn't on my top, uh, it wasn't on my honorable mentions. It's because I forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> the same, but, reason, but same reason I had to add Mad World and the Street Fighter 3 soundtrack. Because I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> but that's that's really the opposite of what the general consensus is about the two songs. The, yeah. general, the general consensus mm-hmm. is that Still Alive is the better song. And... Yeah, I'll admit it is the more iconic of the two songs. I just think I just think "Want You Gone" is better. That's just I, it's, be- I, it's it's better. To, it's probably it's not the better song. It's my favorite of the perfectly two. fine. Yeah, I, that's 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 music. We brought it up earlier. Music is probably the most subjective thing on the planet, other than comedy. <laughs> so it's all you know. It's great. I love it. Yeah. And again, I actually agree with Mason. It is my preferred Portal song, even though obviously the best Portal song is from Lego Dimensions when Gladys wants to fuck Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that one. And uh, it actually is a really good song. So and uh, so, and my my last thing before I move on to Deshaun's number one, my favorite my my favorite part about this song is again it's another it's another uh, it's another lyric thing. It's 
in my opinion, one of the funniest lyrics in any song ever. Goodbye, my only friend. Oh, did you think I meant you? That would be funny if it weren't <laughs> so, so sad. Just the way the just the way the music drops out completely for the oh, did you think I meant you? Just hits so it like a lot. There's a, there's a lot of funny lines in in uh, Still Alive. I don't think any of them hit nearly as much as that one. Right. Yeah. All right, so Sean, All right. your turn. So going back to uh, the characters, top five characters episode, because Mason's referenced it already here. Um, I put my number one character uh, on the list as Sora from Kingdom Hearts because of the impact of that franchise had on me in quite possibly my darkest moments. And that is why I, I could relate to it. So similarly, when I came to music, I knew that it was going to be either Final Fantasy or Kingdom Hearts that was going to be in my top slot. That just, I knew was going to happen. And so when I sat down and thought through it and Final Fantasy ended in my two, I knew it was going to be Kingdom Hearts at my one. So it had to be which track. And, and I thought a lot on this. There was a little bit of waffling on deciding, well, I could just do Dearly Beloved, the uh, menu, the intro and menu music that is iconic throughout the whole franchise. And it is a beautiful, especially, especially the Kingdom Hearts 3 rendition of it is unbelievably gorgeous. But when I think about Kingdom Hearts and I think about what song stuck out to me initially and kind of existed, my number one had to be Simple and Clean by Hikaru Utada. When you walk away, you don't hear me say, please. Oh, baby, don't go. And so when I said and asked the licensed music, this song was not initially written for Kingdom Hearts. Interesting. Uh, the song Hikari in J- Japan by Hikaru Utada was what was written and put on the album. Let me get the album name because I didn't have it right up there. Uh, Deep River in Japanese. It came out the same year as Kingdom Hearts, but as they were doing it and they approached... Uh, Hikaru Utada, and she would then later, she would run record Hikari as an English version, which is simple and clean. Hmm. So there's a Japanese version that was it before, but the, the simple and clean that came on Kingdom Hearts is her recording of the English version. She would go on and record for both Kingdom Hearts 2 and 3, uh, both of their openings, and there's two, she has two songs on Kingdom Hearts 3, and they all are great. She is an incredibly great, or, sorry, I believe she's non-binary. I think she's non-binary. So I'm going to go with that there. But we're an incredible artist who has recorded incredible uh, tracks throughout it. But Simple and Clean just kind of sticks out. Kind of like what Mason said about Portal there. Is it the best song there? No, I don't think it necessarily is. But it is the one that comes with the franchise. I remember the first time I ever watched uh, a Kingdom Hearts trailer on, I believe it was probably airing on Toonami (laughs) while watching... Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Uh, you know, I would have a, a trailer playing for it, and it would play a little bit of this weird Japanese pop rock 
uh, music that then would be the opening for Kingdom Hearts. And when you boot up Kingdom Hearts and you play this uh, opening, albeit if you stream it, make sure you're muting it because you're going to get hit with a copyright strike. (laughs) (laughs) It is not... These tracks also aren't easy to acquire in the States as easily uh, until uh, Utada actually put out them all on a on a English track re, uh, English uh, album recently it just it just hits me every time and while things like sanctuary and face my fears also hit there's just an iconic level that when i think about music in video games and and how it has impacted me i think i always had to come back to this franchise and where it kind of all began and so that is that's kind of why simple and clean is my number one. See, I, I wanted I wanted to I wanted to do the thing that you did to Thomas, where I where I was gonna be like Sean, which Kingdom Hearts song? To do? <laughs> I was <laughs> gonna do the same I did, goddamn. I, I didn't want. I was gonna I, I was, do. I, was, the, I knew I was gonna feel like a dick immediately afterwards. I was gonna say I didn't because I also know I'd feel like a dick, but I wanted to do the same guy. Everyone knew. <laughs> I mean, look, I. It's not. A hidden fact that Sean likes, two King, favorite, Sean likes Kingdom Hearts. Oh shit! Like <laughs> you're gonna tell me Thomas likes Sonic, <laughs> and that I like Go Vacation. There it is. I'll do it to myself. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna say that Mason likes Portal. Give you the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, that's the Portal has been now twice on Mason's list. That's true. Uh, that's true. Uh, I will say when it comes to simple and clean, it's not my favorite song of the series. That's Sanctuary. Sanctuary I is love great. Sanctuary. And also the Kingdom Hearts, which which version of Simple and Clean? Is I'm it? going with the original. The I, I do like the remixed version, which is recorded by somebody else. Recorded the remixed version, but I do I do really like it, which is on a lot of the recent uh, uh, versions. Uh, I was gonna say the one version I sick out, not for emotional impact, but because the original version is much more emotionally impactful, which is why it's probably mm-hmm. better that you pick that one for your number one. My favorite version is the one from Birth by Sleep, that techno remix, because yes. that one smacks. Yes, so. and, and the remix is is really good, and then the Sanctuary and then the Sanctuary remix are really good, uh, and as well, I said Face My Fears opens King Hearts, and Face My Fears is with Skillet. It's with a band. Did you really? Yeah, yeah. Face My Fears is with. I, a I band. hear Face My Fears is badass, but I've never actually listened to it. So, it's Skrillex. Skrillex is who is with. Oh. Yeah. That yeah, um, makes me yeah. significantly. Less I was like, "Who would it?" Like, wow. Yeah, that makes that makes me significantly less interested. But all right, it, 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 but it works. They play a lot of the guitar, like a oh, lot. Of, I'm, like, I'm, I'm sure. And it, it, it face my fears rocks, uh, but yeah, it, it's it's just it's a franchise that is known for its music. Uh, you said you you can go on any any. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, YouTube that has videos, and somebody is using Kingdom Hearts music in something at some point or another. Because amount, it is very iconic. The amount of AMVs I watched in 2007 to 2010 <laughs> that opened with the channel intro and the intro music was simple and clean. Yep. Like, it was everywhere. So. Yeah, and so it, it leaves a lasting legacy. But yeah. These five... Five movies or five movies. <laughs> that's been a thing. That that's been a mistake you've been making this. Yeah, whole my mind sometimes goes a little fast, and we did do a lot of we do a, we do multiple we've, podcasts. So sometimes say, I I do it on the the bleepy watching podcast. I'll say game too often, so <laughs> yes, my mind gets really we're mixed. Crossing up. the streams here, <laughs> but these these five 
tracks on from these games for each of our lists. They're very unique and interesting, and uh, I really think that what we we've seen here is just how much power video game music has, and how it has impacted all of us in different ways. Whether it's you know. Thomas coming through things of Asura's Wrath or Mir's Edge bringing up, Mason bringing up F-Zero on it, or myself coming out with, uh, you know, uh, Mario theme, even though it's not my favorite, you know, not necessarily my favorite, but it's got to be mm-hmm. talked about. We- we've kind of covered all of our bases on music. but uh, There's a very wide variety. Yeah. But, you know, what do you guys think? Do you uh, have some music that you would like to say is better or... Just give us your top five list. You know, if you give it, maybe we'll read it out here. And you can by sending us an email to bleepyouplaying at gmail.com. That's bleepyouplaying at gmail.com. Let us know. Give us your own list. Yeah, give us your give, own list. Give us your own list. Uh, tell us why you prefer uh, Sanctuary to Simple and Clean or why you prefer literally any other Sonic song or Sonic <laughs> Heroes. Uh, Tell but, us, uh, scream at us for not including anything from Legend of Zelda. Uh, Look, that's probably going to be a theme on our list because I don't think there's a single Zelda fan among <laughs> like big major fan fan among us. I was gonna say the only Zelda game I really like is Wind Waker, and, and that only, that alone it, has probably just pissed some. I did think about, the only one I finished was Link Between Worlds. I did think about a little bit on uh, Zelda and a couple of them, Ocarina of Time, some of the music because obviously music is big in it, but. Zelda is less for me the track stick in my mind and more the sound effects is what sticks in my mind from Zelda. But yeah, you can... Hey, if you want to tell us to play a Zelda game and talk about it, you can do that. If you subscribe at our Patreon, patreon.com slash whatthebleep, you can sign up to the super bleep tier, super bleephead tier, and tell us to play a Zelda game. We will do it. Hey, don't worry. We already got the best Zelda game on the list, Star Fox Adventures. Let's go, baby. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, this has been our first four episodes of What the Bleep You Play in Season 2. And we'll be back with, uh, well, I don't have a good way to explain it except for, go! I liked it.